the FT. Saudi Arabia is considering borrowing money on the local market in order to fund a growing budget deficit caused by the drop in oil prices and its expensive war in Yemen. The kingdom, which built up massive reserves during the high oil price years, has drained $65 billion from its fiscal reserves to maintain government spending since oil prices plunged last year. I'm Fiona Simon, and in the studio to discuss Saudi Arabia's options is Simeon Kerr, the FT's Gulf correspondent. Hi, Simeon. How has Saudi Arabia reacted to the dramatic fall in oil prices up to now? It's taken a steady approach. They realise that the economy there is very much dependent on government spending. So the number one priority has been to keep that spending going. There's also been, as you mentioned before, the added complication, the extra price of the ongoing war against Houthi rebels in Yemen. That's an additional cost. So what they've been doing is they've been running down their reserves in order to maintain these high spending levels so that they can keep investing in big infrastructure projects, so that they can keep paying the public wages that they do. They've also given extra bonuses to public employees and to the military since the new king, King Salman, took over in January. So they've been so far running down the reserves in order to keep that spending going, and that's helped keep the economy growing at a good rate, not as good as before, but a solid 3.5% of GDP. And within the Organisation of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, they haven't tried to reduce quotas, have they, in order to boost the oil price? This is very much the policy of the energy minister, Ali al-Naimi. He saw the threat of losing market share as prices were coming down. And rather than cutting production in order to prop up prices, which would have helped all producers and marginal producers such as shale, he decided, no, we're going to protect our market share. We need to have a bigger share of the declining market. So we are not going to cut production. In fact, they've increased production. So that has driven the price down and the price is, you know, went down from $115 a barrel last June and it's now at, you know, little more than $50 a barrel. And that's what's putting this intense fiscal pressure on Saudi Arabia. But they do have these large fiscal reserves and large foreign exchange reserves which underpin the strategy and which provide them a much bigger fiscal buffer than some of their rivals in OPEC such as say Venezuela or Iran. So they have this comfort and that's why they're continuing to pursue this market share strategy of Mr. Al-Naimi. So how big are the country's reserves and why does it need to consider borrowing now? Their foreign exchange reserves have fallen down to $670 billion from $740 billion last year. They have been eating into these reserves. I think they realise that this is a long-term structural shift in the oil price They've seen how quickly they've been draining the fiscal reserve. They have a big budget deficit to fill. And so rather than relying solely on financial reserves, they've decided to go back to the, the local banks in Saudi Arabia who have you know, very high liquidity levels from several years of high oil prices in the past. And so they've decided to use that option as well as a reserve in order to fund the deficit going forward. And why is it borrowing on the local market and not on the international markets? Well, they might well borrow on the international market as time progresses, but at the moment that's just an option they're probably keeping in their locker for later. At the moment there is enough domestic liquidity which they can tap, so they would rather quietly, and this is all done very quietly with with local banks, borrow in, in, in that way rather than having to go through the hassle and the extra transparency needed to go to international markets and borrow from global lenders. Will this affect local businesses who might be able to borrow less? 
this is a big issue that they're going to have to think about in the future if they solely sort of rely on local banks who do have high liquidity now but as they continue to draw down on that that obviously means that banks would be less likely to want to lend to local businesses those that create the jobs that are so needed to reduce unemployment and to boost the broader economy so it's a careful balancing out which they have to consider and they i'm sure they will consider because their whole strategy at the moment is based around trying to boost local employment and trying to grow the non-oil sector because after all that's why we're in this whole problem overall anyway because the economy is so oil dependent and that's where these problems have emanated from. Can Saudi Arabia sustain its current levels of spending indefinitely? Well, no. The IMF has been counselling for years that they have to change the manner in which the government spends money. There's a big commitment in Saudi Arabia to large projects and road building and transport building and all these big projects which are good for economic efficiency and productivity and those are encouraged to carry on. But there's also a vast amount of money spent on state salaries, government job salaries, on subsidies, particularly in utilities and transport fuel subsidies. These are highly distortive to the economy and the IMF has been calling for years for those to be reduced. That would certainly help rebalance the kingdom's finances. But once again, those are very difficult reforms to implement and they expend a lot of political capital and they're tough decisions to make. So at the moment, they're borrowing, they're dipping into reserves and making slow progress on economic reform. The IMF would say they would have to speed up those reforms in the longer term because otherwise they risk becoming too indebted again. Back in the 1990s, Saudi Arabia, you know, local debts were 100% of GDP. It wasn't a good situation. They don't want to go back to that position. And also they've built up these nice fiscal cushion, which should be there for the future. It should be there for the young Saudis, for the future generations to enjoy, rather than being drawn down now to pay subsidies, for example, on petrol and energy more money is being spent on energy subsidies than on education. And these are bad priorities that the IMF and others are calling on the government to change. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.